0: Listening to use more trailer detritus. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I'm your host, Barnabas.
1: And I am your co host, Samael. Welcome to episode number 75. You played a good game, boy.
0: Boy. Yes. Uh, As you guys may already know, we are going to be discussing one of our new favorite horror franchises, Phantasm.
1: Yes, we just kind of, in the past two months, Uh, The past few weeks where we've been just finishing up the podcast, we'd watch Phantasm 1, next podcast we watch Phantasm 2 after, next one after we watch Phantasm 3, and so on, and it's easily become one of my favorite horror-slash-sci-fi franchises of all time.
0: Yeah, I totally share that feeling, and so we thought, you know, what better to talk about this week after having just watched Phantasm Ravager then the franchise as a whole, and why it became one of our favorites, because it was relatively like low key to us, you know. So, and I feel like it kind of has that status overall in the horror uh, genre. So, yeah, just give it some more exposure and just talk about why we like it.
1: So, yes, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. As always, though, guys, we do have to give a shout out to our gracious host network, Sports Radio Detroit,
1: the greatest of all time. And you can find them on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just look up SRD Sports Radio Detroit at SRD Sports Radio Detroit, not Detroit Sports Radio
0: that's right you can also visit sportsradiodetroit.com detroit.com where you can see more grave discussions content and you can also listen to all the other awesome podcasts on the network as well so do that
1: shout out to over
0: under fair we're coming soon guys oh yeah we're going to be doing uh, something pretty cool with them uh pretty soon so be on the lookout but uh we are going to get into our show here in just a moment but first a few sponsored messages and then we'll be back with more Uninterrupted Grave Discussions. Here at Grave Discussions, we know that addiction can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Detox Helpline help you break your addiction to drugs and alcohol. Call the addiction specialist now at the Detox and Treatment Helpline 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They're
1: always available for you. And if you have private insurance, they specialize in finding you the right treatment. Give them a call at one 800 213 9257. That is 800 213 9257. Hi, this is Jason Hinkle from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Reader Detroit. Check
0: us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes
1: every week. Hey, Samuel. Hey, Barnabas, what's up? Oh,
0: not much. Have you ever written a book? No, but I've written a musical. Oh. Well, you can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company.
1: Aha! I hear countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their books to the market. Their professional team will
0: edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, their authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books.
1: So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Do not wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author. And seeing your name in print. Uh Aha. You've already written a book. Next thing to do is make this free call now to Dorrance Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. And the number is 1-800-213-9259.
0: Again, 1-800-213-9259. All right, Sam, so since our
1: last episode, what's been going on? There's been a lot going on, but I think I know exactly where to start. So, Grindhouse Releasing is bringing back the original Evil Dead in theaters and rescored.
0: Oh yeah, and it's going to be 4K as well, so that's insane. (laughs) I am super excited.
1: They're probably gonna, like, you know, probably do it at, you know, only a few theaters, because, like, uh, modern horror fans don't really appreciate, like, the old movies, especially Evil Dead coming out in, like, the 80s, so I don't know how, like, people of, like, the modern day would react to it. They'd, like, get a giggle out of a few parts, but I think only, like, people that are fans of, like, pioneers of horror will will find this one appealing. Yeah, I
0: agree. I have actually gone to see, uh, both The Shining and From Dusk Till Dawn oh, shit. in theaters, Because, you know, this is another thing, like, similar to the Fathom events and flashback cinema that other theaters are doing. You know, bringing back these old movies. And a lot of these old movies are beloved and people do want to go check them out. Like, I just saw Jurassic Park. Big audience for that. The other movies, not quite as big of an audience. But I could tell, like, everybody that was there was most likely already a horror lover or a fan of you know that movie in particular huh? evil dead sweet i mean it's iconic obviously and bringing it back with these new elements is going to be really cool for us you know super fans i mean it's basically my favorite horror movie ever and it's actually going to have a reimagined score by the original composer joseph Leduca, and uh in thrilling new 5.1 surround sound so i'm pretty excited for it uh the quality increase is gonna be sweet because i've never seen it in 4k so yeah i I actually
1: watched it recently in 4k nice i have the i have the 4k evil dead i bought it from uh, best buy they got a crap ton of them over there and i really enjoyed it oh evil dead is one of those horror movies i can actually watch it like once a month like Mm -hmm. halloween and friday the 13th and the burning like and i don't get sick of it
0: yeah that's me with like all of like the Evil Dead
1: movies including Army of Darkness and the show too. I fucking I watched Evil Dead like twice this year so far. Like probably going to watch it for a third time or might just do Evil Dead 2. I'm not sure cuz I got that one in 4K as well. So
0: I like doing at least one of them for Halloween pretty much like every year. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm probably going to do maybe Evil Dead 2 this year.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just going to like fly through the series. I'm going to for i'm gonna like give a little spoiler in october like four of my movies for halloween are definitely going to be evil dead one and two army of darkness and the remake nice
0: yeah no i think that's a solid idea so yeah guys uh, unfortunately there's no date or any more information on where it's being shown but uh, once we do have that info we'll keep you guys posted of course this next announcement Also pretty exciting. We just talked about the Scooby-Doo Zombie Island sequel, Return to Zombie Island, and now it's going to be available one month early at Walmart. How early is exactly one month early? So, um, it's going to be released on digital September 3rd. Okay. And the same day in Walmart, apparently. Oh. So.
1: (laughs) That's where I got Zombie Island, the Mm. first one from Walmart, and, like, the Scooby-Doo, like, Where Are You Complete series, so probably gonna head over there september 3rd and just grab myself a copy of return to zombie island and we can talk about that one
0: yeah no it's literally like next week or and maybe even the day of you listening to this you know who knows so uh yeah guys September third, you can go pick it up. And I guess if you don't go to Walmart, then fuck you. you yeah, fuck wait. you. I hate you. <laughs> you have to what wait. Are you doing? Uh till October first. When are you a target shopper? <laughs> you freak. <laughs> you go to TJ Maxx. I they hate don't even you. have Blu-rays. I
1: hate you. I wish I was never born. Oh a
0: different topic. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that one another time, guys. This so. <laughs> next
1: bit of news was pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, uh, this is pretty cool. I know you were probably jazzed about this. For some reason I thought that he had been in a previous movie But uh, The actor, I mean, but he wasn't, so
1: go ahead, Sam, what's going on? So Anthony Michael Hall is joining us in Halloween Kills, and he's going to be Tommy Doyle. Oh, yeah. Because Brian Andrews, I think that's the original Tommy Doyle, Mm -hmm. he hasn't done anything, really, at all, besides, like, conventions and stuff. He hasn't acted in a minute, so we can't just, like, put him as Tommy Doyle just because of nostalgia, you know? like I think Anthony Michael Hall is, like, the perfect role, I think... If Tommy Doyle, you know, grew up and had a relatively normal life, he'd probably end up something like Anthony Michael Hall, just serious old guy. Yeah. Fun fact I didn't know Anthony Michael Hall was the nerd dude in Breakfast Club. Yeah, exactly. I I'm, never knew that. I'm, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, the, the name was familiar, but when I saw
0: his face, I was like, he's a pretty average looking dude. Like, yeah, I have no idea who, who he is. Remember the Dead Zone? Yeah, I barely, but yes. No. Wait, was he in that too? I'm pretty sure he was, like, the main dude. Oh, wow, okay. Well, there you go. So, I mean, he is a a relatively, you know, popular actor, more so in, like, you know, the 80s and 90s and so on. But, uh, no, it's a cool bit of news. Obviously, the timeline is completely different in this. The only Tommy Doyle that matters is the one from the original film, who was a kid. So, you know, it's not like there's some kind of phantasm type thing going on where they yeah. show him, you know, progressively throughout his life and you know in each film or anything like that. They just so. had
1: the, like there was one timeline where they had Tom Tommy Doyle was low key in Halloween 4 with Jamie. He mm. was he was that uh that dude in, that was like a daring Wade to ask out that one chick in the pharmacy. Okay. And then he was he was played by Paul Rudd in Halloween 6 oh right yeah and everybody kind of wanted paul rudd instead which wouldn't make that much sense yeah i mean i don't know dude i mean
0: he's doing ant-man stuff now and yeah he's older he would look older but yeah canon wise it wouldn't make any sense yeah uh which is the argument that i kind of posited too and everyone was like no paul rudd (laughs) i was like okay get it but you know you can't just crisscross like timelines and shit like that like it's not marvel or something so well, speaking of which, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that uh he's coming in Halloween Kills as Tommy Doyle. So uh, let us know what you think about that. We've got a few trailers here and then we'll get into our main discussion. The first one, uh, finally, we got the trailer for American Horror Story 1984, which is coming out September 18th on FX.
1: Yeah, and Emma Roberts is in this season again. So it mm-hmm. seems like American Horror Story is saving a lot in terms of budget by recasting people from previous seasons
0: yeah speaking of the budget too i mean most of the comments that i saw about this trailer were kind of indicating how low budget and how cheap it looked it makes sense given the material they're going for yeah but you know we've all kind of expected i think at this point for a ahs to uh you know be kind of a, a bigger show but no, it it looks fine. It looks cool. They're kind of going for that like VHS type look.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's it has like some weird cinematography. It has mm-hmm. I saw like what we call sci-fi movie, sci-fi channel movie cinematography mm-hmm. kind of like that clown movie like mm-hmm. had a lot of that which kind of like made me cringe a bit, so I don't know how this one's going to turn out. Oh, yeah, I don't want to judge it. Yeah, that. I just don't want to judge it beforehand.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I I think this might actually be the first Season of the show that I actually watch, but um it's really just to see what they do with it because it's American Horror Story. I know there's always some kind of like crazy fucking twist, so I want to see what's going on with this movie because maybe the weird cinematography has something to do with it, maybe like the promos have something to do with it, but
1: I don't know. Really it reminds me of Slasher season two. I don't know if you watched it, but like mm-hmm. it's just like the way it is, I don't know the way no, it's shot, think. and like just a group of people in a cabin talking like that was basically the besides the killing in the trailer it was just a bunch of people in a circle like Mm -hmm. talking and it's like all right throwback to friday the 13th part two style you know
0: oh it's definitely got that vibe to it oh yeah um the one thing i'm not sure about yet is the mr jingles killer i'm assuming there's gonna be some kind of twist with him uh so far doesn't look like the most memorable or or interesting killer you know no
1: no i didn't like the killer guys that much just wearing like a what a fucking city slicker or whatever the fuck yeah I'm trying to channel that uh i know what you did last summer kind of look or something I don't it isn't don't even it, like but. a real slicker it's like something you wear out to the bars to show that you're a hipster yeah like that's what it looked like to me
0: let us know what you guys think about it i know there's a lot of american horror story fans out there they're very fervent <laughs> uh so hopefully this one's good september 18th fx this next one is called girl on the third floor coming out october 25th in theaters
1: and on digital uh and cm punk is in it for some reason oh yeah chick magnet punk phil brooks (laughs) i guess you know he lost his last ufc fight so he's like fuck it i'm gonna be an indie horror
0: i mean it's kind of a natural progression from wrestling to acting of course we've seen him many times before i just didn't really ever think i would see cm punk do it no but yeah maybe he got kind of dissatisfied with MMA or something who knows but uh he's starring in this movie which kind of seems like your typical haunted house movie there is some cool imagery though I'm thinking it's going to be maybe a little bit darker um CM Punk doesn't look bad acting wise you know I'll have to see the actual movie but from what we saw I think uh, it looked okay looked very atmospheric kind of had that cool vibe to it but again I just worry that it's going to be a little too cliche So, this last one, I was actually pretty excited about. I remember you were telling me about this a while ago. Yeah, I think we mentioned this movie in an article or something like that uh, in a past episode. But now we finally have a trailer because Shudder has acquired one cut of the dead. Now, this movie received, like, critical acclaim globally. Um, I did buy the the Blu-ray from overseas and i have watched it and it is really really good it's it's a horror comedy but it's also kind of meta okay um but the twist is kind of really cool there is a, a one shot in this movie and it's it's really technically impressive i think the budget was only like thirty thousand dollars or sixty thousand dollars or something like that and uh yeah it's it's pretty good so i uh, definitely kind of reinvents the, the zombie genre, sort of. Everyone says that, but it does put a nice twist on it, so if you're kind of jaded about zombie movies like Samuel is, I, I definitely recommend checking this movie out, because hopefully it'll kind of, you know, give you some confidence again. But it's coming out September 13th in New York and LA in a few theaters, and then Uh, September 17th in select cities and sometime in fall going to be streaming on Shudder. So be on the lookout for that one. So guys, let us know what you thought about all the news we've discussed, all the trailers. We are now going to move on to our main discussion. So we'll be back in a minute. Grab yourself a, a drink, go to the bathroom, whatever. We'll be back with Phantasm. So Phantasm came out in 1979 directed by the one the only Don Coscarelli and started a cult franchise that you know never really like quite took off financially mm-hmm. speaking as its contemporaries but really became beloved in a lot of like hardcore horror fans hearts and just recently kind of did the same for us and so, in this episode, we're going to discuss how and why that happened. So, Sam, what was your actual, like, first experience with Phantasm?
1: So, I was just sitting in my room. I had bought Phantasm, because I've heard of it. Everyone's heard of Phantasm, if you're in a, any horror circle. So, I was like, you know what? Let me check this one out. It's 1979. I really like the seriousness of these 70s movies, and as well as, like, they're all super atmospheric. Mm-hmm i was like uh, let me pop this one and let's see what's going on and right away it starts off in like a graveyard or something people having sex and then this chick like stabs this dude and then the chick turns into an old guy and i'm like what the fuck is going on here mm-hmm. and that's how it all started off for me and then as the movie progressed uh, i really fell in love with like The atmosphere of it, it almost felt like there was no one else in the movie besides the tall man, Mike and his brother and Reggie. Mm -hmm. This was before Reggie really became like a central character. It wasn't until the sequels, but uh, Mike and his brother mainly, uh, mainly Mike. And then he went to go like, you know, check out the graveyard, you know, some shit's going down. He saw like the skinny old guy lifting like a 1200 pound coffin single handedly Mm -hmm. and throwing it into the fucking hearse. So, you know, he starts exploring... Telling people that this tall man is killing people and like using their bodies for something, and then we see those killer spheres and everything just starts going batshit crazy. And after my first viewing, uh I gotta say I automatically was like, yo, this is one of my favorites now. Mm-hmm. Like atmosphere wise, score wise, the villain was pretty sweet. It was really eerie, really tense movie. It had its had its like kinda meh moments here and there. Like, in terms of like the, like when the tall man was chasing Mike, I thought it was kind of funny. I don't know why, because like Mm. it was just a shot of like this six foot six guy chasing this little kid and he couldn't catch him. But he is an old guy, so I gave him the, you know. But from Mike's perspective, yeah,
0: I mean, it was, I'm sure, absolutely terrifying because Angus Scrim as the tall man definitely had that intimidating, you know, factor as well. And I think that's what at least attributed to him being a great villain. Also, I think Don Coscarelli wrote him up to be a great villain. He was good in the first movie, but I think definitely only got better as the franchise progressed. But yeah, everything you said, I I can pretty much agree with. I I also think I saw it pretty recently for the first time. I think I got the Blu-ray like last year, the year before that or something like that. So I've always heard about it as well. But this is one of those franchises that, like, some of it is is kind of hard to find. I think before Shudder had it, it wasn't really streaming anywhere. Uh, you can't even really find two, you know, on on disc that much.
1: Yeah, I got lucky. I found it on eBay, and it was like fifty bucks. And I was like, I don't give a fuck if it was a hundred. I was gonna find it and grab it because mm-hmm. I think it was a Scream Factory release too. Yeah, I think you might be right. Um, they did at some point, and then I think they
0: lost the rights or something like that. So then it went out of print. Anyway, like. Still, even with the first movie before the re release, kind of hard to find. So, this is one of those franchises I think almost akin to something like Wishmaster, Mm -hmm. maybe, or like uh, the Prophecy or something like that, where people know about it. I think uh, there are like rabid fans of these series, but it's nowhere near as big as something like Halloween or or Friday, you know, but still has a crazy cult fan base, and I think for good reason. Um, Even though it's kind of overlooked sometimes and probably underrated, the first movie just sets up a totally awesome adventure, which is why, you know, we got to talk about the franchise as a whole now, just became one of my favorites. I mean, has this road trip kind of thing to it, and each movie just gradually builds up the lore, makes the whole situation, like,
1: more dire and, and more... Uh, and just like progressively crazier yeah and more macro because mm-hmm. where we saw it small scale in one city it went from micro to macro to like whole level we see cities being just dismantled there's barely any people left R- R- reggie's picking people up off the road m- mainly women
0: yeah. giving
1: them rides and you know trying to get it in and all that
0: yeah i mean when you really like kind of look at it deeply um there's a lot going on in the world around but what you actually see on screen is slightly smaller scale. It just really builds up through like exposition, all the narration from like Reggie and Mike and all them and them passing through these towns and just seeing them fucking like raised to the ground basically. So, but you know, in their battle against the tall man, we kind of see them stop mainly at like one town in a movie and, you know, there's, of course, usually, like, a mausoleum or something like that. Uh, 4 is a little bit bigger because it takes place in, like, the desert, and 5, obviously, is, like, the biggest of them all, but, um, yeah, really, it's kind of like they're stopping from place to place and fighting the tall man as they go along, but I just love that epic journey kind of to this franchise because not a lot of horror movies or horror franchises are willing to explore that, I think, um, so it's pretty cool. Like, one that I'll always love for that aspect is um, Bram Stoker's Dracula mm-hmm. or really any of the Dracula stuff. Because when you watch it, it's a bit of a longer movie, but it really feels like this adventure. And that kind of almost makes it more scary for some reason, you know, just because it's like this
1: inevitable, like, long thing, you know. Yeah, no matter where they go, the end result's kind of going to be the same. Yeah. No matter how many people they find to try to fight it. Tall man's always going to win because there's an infinite amount of him. Mm -hmm. When you think about that, then there has to be an infinite amount of Reggie's and Mike's, and we kind of see that unfold in the fifth one.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fact that it gets to that point is not, like, so immediately clear in the first movie, and almost not even in the second movie either, but it really becomes a lot more sci-fi leaning where they're exploring all these different dimensions, and it's this, like interdimensional conflict basically but it's kind of still weird to me that these characters are the ones that are doing it but also kind of cool because they're not really all characters that you would expect to be like the stars yeah you know so it's a really interesting story the fact that they're all like you know heated rivals against one another is cool yeah it's just like a really interesting dynamic between everybody and like how it progresses is just super cool but it's that inevitability in the story and in the tall man that makes it kind of like so enticing to me you know and i feel like it almost makes for like the perfect binge of horror movies like if you just watch parts one through five you know it's pretty much perfect the only exception being of course that five takes place like 18 years later and was three years ago (laughs) yeah and was produced you know produced in that time gap looks way looks and feels way different oh yeah in the first four movies also it was not directed by don coscarelli either it was written by him yeah and another dude
1: yeah uh david hartman
0: yeah so david hartman took over directing duties on part five i'm not actually quite sure why but i you know that i think that definitely attributes to why it feels so different also uses a
1: lot of like visual effects
0: uh as opposed to like the first four movies where you don't see that
1: quite so much and a lot of transitioning between like dimensions and timelines yeah in the last one which was like it kind of threw me off but like at the end when it all was like said and done you're like oh that's what's been going on so reggie has to die to actually be able to like join mike in the fight for the tall man because apparently the the mike that's fighting the tall man is a different mike Mm -hmm. and the mike from his dimension found out about the tall man And in that dimension, Reggie is dying and Mike keeps visiting him. But Mike also found out about the tall man that's actually plaguing them and tricking them and doing all this stuff and destroying the world one city at a time. It's crazy how uh, the time between sequels, like, imagine being a fan of this and like having to wait that long and wondering. I mean, the first one, 1979, had a budget of 300,000, much like Halloween, and made 11 million in the box office. Almost 12 million. Yeah. Yeah. So they took 3 million put that into the next movie and then that movie made four more million up to 7.3 almost million Mm -hmm. the second movie and that was about nine years later after that six years later we see phantasm three lord of the dead and then shortly after that only four years after that we see phantasm four oblivion and then not until three years ago we had phantasm five which was ravager Mm -hmm. which is I'm going to assume the very last one cuz Angus Scrim is gone and yeah, we're just we just now have to assume that Mike and Reggie will be fighting the tall man as long as time exists
0: <laughs> pretty much and you know definitely I think that's what the fifth movie implies. I mean, I feel like they probably knew that Angus Scrim wasn't going to be around for that much longer, so I think they knew they had to finish it off. I don't even think they knew that there was going to be a movie. They like filmed it secretly. I think once they kind of got an idea of what they wanted, but, um, yeah, I, I think the only thing they can do now is either reboot it or leave it be, you know, I would forever. say
1: like reboot it, which I wouldn't really like. Yeah. Or make a TV show continuing on. Yeah. But you wouldn't like show the tall man. You'd have to use like stock footage or like, I think hologram, like think about it. Cause like, uh, holograms could work. Cause like, just like they did with Tupac, you know, like have a hologram of Angus Scrim like boy. Yeah. You'll never win and like him and Reggie are just talking to this hologram and like they could indirectly beat him, you know, like destroy his army and then Yeah.
0: I mean, it could be interesting. I don't know. I I always liked the tall man's like direct involvement. Yeah. in the movies. And, um, I mean, yeah, they could certainly do a lot with CGI. They could do stuff with holograms or whatever they want to do, but that also costs a a decent bit of money. Um, you know, this has always kind of been one of the more lower budget horror franchises out there. So I almost feel like if they had that idea, they just probably wouldn't be able to think of the budget for it. And if they still went along with it, it might not look as good. So, I think a TV series makes sense. I just, I don't know if it's practical with everybody being so much older now and Angus Scrim being gone, you know, like I, that was one of the, the best things about the movies for me was like his interactions for with sure. everybody as they progressed and became, you know, more like intertwined with each other and everything. Like when, you know, when he spared Reggie in, what was it part, the beginning of part four, Mm-hmm. I think he's just like, you know, I'm going to play like one more game with you or yeah. something like that. You know, I was like, damn. 3 movies of Reggie going after this guy. He still doesn't respect him, but he he kind of knows that he's sort of integral to the story. Oh yeah. You know, and obviously it would have sucked to see him die anyway, but Yeah. But um, you know, that and obviously his connection to Mike, we never really understand I think at the beginning why we sort of find out in part five why he's so like connected to mike but yeah it, it's really interesting like the relationships and the relationships between mike and reggie and jody are all really good too and they obviously fuel this franchise as so i kind of appreciate that as well when you go in between like friday the 13th movies you never really have that progression with characters and in their relationships and everything no it's more know? like
1: just a a new year of dumb teenagers going back to that same camp.
0: Yeah. Halloween is kind of trying to do it, but even that, there's
1: I feel too like... too many timelines. Yeah. There's, there's one and two, mm-hmm. which people consider one timeline. There's one by itself, which people consider a timeline, like nothing happened after one. Michael just wandered away and he could be anywhere. There's one in the new one, and there's one 2 H2O Resurrection, and then there's Rob Zombies. There's just too much going on there. Yeah, I agree. And that's
0: why I I really appreciate Phantasm, I think. It's just one complete story, you know? Yeah, there were some hiccups, and, you know, Don Coscarelli didn't think that certain movies were going to ma- be made. I mean, he, I think he even said, like, part one would have been a good ending, but then Universal kind of caught on to the success, and they were like, all right, we're going to give you some money to make part two, and, you know, made part two, Still made, like, a decent amount of money, so they kept going, but, you know, it, I think uh, they could have stopped at any point, you know, but once they made part three, I think the story had to be completed.
1: Oh, yeah, because they have already dug, like, way deep enough, and then Mike got that thing drilled into his head or whatever, and he became a, a goo person, <laughs> whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think we really got lucky, too, because part four consisted a lot of, like, old unused footage from the first movie i was so happy to see that i was like
1: yo this is sick is this on like the extra features on my first blu-ray that i haven't watched you gotta check those out soon we We do do. have to check like the extra features on all these films pretty Mm -hmm. soon yeah there's there's honestly
0: there's quite a lot of like really interesting trivia behind this franchise and i think a lot of it is due to it being lower budget honestly you know when you go lower budget also one of the things about one cut of the dead that i didn't mention it really kind of explores the difficulties and the, you know, the, the joy behind like low budget horror filmmaking in particular. But Phantasm is definitely that like under underdog story where it never really had a lot of money, but it still had a lot of heart. The story was interesting enough to
1: keep a lot of people interested. First one is definitely like, Top 10 horror movies oh, yeah. of all time for me now. The first one definitely became first one's so, classic. Such a good fucking movie. Mm. Especially the atmosphere and the score. Like, oh my god. I mean, I think it's
0: it's a lot of that. It's a lot of, like, the the dreamlike stuff. Like, the t- probably one of my favorite scenes ever is, like, the tall man. When Mike is having that, like, dream or something. The tall man is walking... A- along the street and then turns and looks at him you see reggie as almost like this nobody character yeah you know, he's just kind of there he comes he, he turns around there's like the smoke or whatever from the ice cream shit and then you know he he does whatever and and all the boy and everything this yeah. is great but he was super intimidating in that scene i love it the the bed scene i think w- w- which was the chase if i'm not mistaken um but all of it's all of it's super cool and it sets up the
1: whole like sci-fi aspect really nicely you as know as soon as you get to that mausoleum mm-hmm. or that funeral home itself yeah that's where it all starts really
0: i wasn't expecting it i, I really thought due to like the title and the atmosphere and everything it was going to be some like you know paranormal oh, yeah thing. yeah i'm really glad it wasn't because i think i think it
1: was sci-fi ha- was the right route to go yeah Especially with the like forks an and stuff and how reggie figured out you remember when he was like fucking with the fork and yeah. stuff
0: yeah, I I like it, though, and I like that they introduced him in Part 4, I believe, um, as, you know, Jebediah Morningside, and they gave cool. him this, they gave him an origin, they gave him a backstory, but they didn't really go too crazy deep into it.
1: Oh, no, he just went to another dimension, mm-hmm. and then when he came back, he wasn't himself, he changed because he learned too much, mm-hmm. and then he just decided to dedicate his life to destroying the normal world, and I think the reason he did that is, like, once he traveled to the other dimension, he saw kind of how shitty ours is, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, that other one apparently, like, was, like, a so much better, more advanced. So I think he was trying to kill everyone on Earth to, like, take them there, in his mind, to a better place. I don't mm-hmm. know if that justifies it, but yeah. I think that's what he was just trying to do. He wasn't really a bad dude, even though his, what he was doing was bad. Like, his intentions were, like, mm-hmm. to really kind of help everyone out.
0: Yeah, I think the whole thing behind it initially was that, you know, he he was too ambitious. You know, he wanted all the wisdom of the world or so. I think it implied kind of he got it. And then it's kind of hard because obviously we see all these like multiple tall men or like almost infinite amount of tall men. And I think at the very, very origin, like I think the original tall man now is gone. I think it's just like his alien essence is like split up yeah and i think maybe each one has like a tiny tiny bit of like the original jebediah morningside or like there's one that has like a little bit of his soul in it or something like that you know it's really interesting to kind of think about because i'm pretty sure eventually in the fifth movie they're like oh he releases some kind of like alien virus or something so i don't know if it's just like something took over his body or what happened but um i'm kind of glad that they leave some stuff up to interpretation like that obviously some of it is arguably very convoluted you know as the series progresses and that's true because i was definitely lost at times oh yeah the fifth the fourth and fifth one i was kind of like yeah in and out almost they got they got a lot more like uh just spacey and yeah i don't know esoteric like the right word kind of just i I think that would be the right word yeah and doing a lot basically you know throwing in all these different timelines and versions of characters it's cool because it's kind of sweet to to think about what's going on and stuff but um yeah there were definitely times where i i I was a little bit like what the fuck is going on yeah but three and four i actually really liked honestly like as back-to-back movies in this franchise i think they were super cool and yeah just pretty much the entire franchise
1: to me is fantastic my two favorites are definitely one and three
0: i would probably agree with that three rocky yeah great, was great side was character and she
1: came back in part five yeah
0: see, so yeah that's that's another thing i'm glad that some of these characters survived i think she was one of the only like side characters to survive because that little kid died <laughs> um probably right because i don't I don't remember seeing yeah, I think he was like snatched through the window and then we never saw him again so it's yeah. assumed. And then like all of the other women characters I'm pretty sure also died or were were the tall man or like yeah, his exactly. agent or something like that. So, yeah, it, it really became the Reggie. At first it was the Mike show and, uh, and there was never really too much about Jody but he was there <laughs> and then it became like the Reggie show. Um and you know that those were like the focuses. But yeah, uh chunk was his name i think I think so he was cool he seemed like he became really important later on the movie and i don't quite understand why he was cool but like that was that was the first movie he was in i don't know it was kind of weird but um but he was cool and then rocky came back got some throwback characters you know and i think that only could have happened because of like the lore that they established Mm -hmm. and i just think they did a great job with that I think I did. I was really sad watching part five, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, just seeing, like, uh, Reggie's descent as, like, a much older man trying to fight this, this fucking evil
1: alien entity, uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah, it was. And At the end was very emotional. Yeah, it was. I'm just glad it kind of ended really Yeah. ambiguously to the point where, like, are they? did they stop him? Are they going to beat him? Or is it just a forever battle? like, we saw all the different... There's different timelines with different mics and different Reggies. Mm-hmm. So there's different Tall Men. So just as many... Think about it. Tall Man has twice as many enemies as he has of himself. So he has the same amount of mics as him that exist. Mm-hmm. So that means the same amount of Reggies exist. And the same amount of, you know, mm-hmm. the small dude. And, like, so he has, like...
0: It It kind of seemed like there was mainly one of each of the protagonists but yeah there's like i different think i think versions. they kind of hinted
1: there might be more because of like you know showing reggie and mike they had their alternate selves too mm-hmm. so everyone else must as well they're not, they're not special you know yeah. there has to be some sort of since it's sci-fi there has to be some sort of like sciencey laws you know <laughs> main characters get through <laughs> secondary timelines only mm-hmm. like yeah
0: it yeah i'm not quite sure exactly but I don't know. I, I think they're probably just gonna keep fighting them forever. you know, once we see like we should the, we get a video game, the giant you know floating spheres video game would be sweet. it'll yeah. be amazing because that way they can recreate everybody without having to rely on
1: and like it won't be like people. where where you'll have to like release more video games. It'll be phantasm and then like you'll you'll finish the story. it'll be like you could either do online story or offline story. and then once that is over that season, like, you get an update, and then the update is, like, the next part of the story, and we just keep going. I think a video game would be the right way to continue That'd the cool. the movie franchise, because you could add Angus Scrim, mm-hmm. you could add Reggie, you can add, you know, Mike, you can add Jode, you can add whoever you want. It's a game. Or, either that or a comic book series. I'm down for comics. That would be cool, yeah. Because they, they do that with
0: a lot of other horror franchises. Halloween. Uh, Evil Dead, as well, has one. Freddy... Remember Ash versus that. Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, and you know, Hellboy obviously originated in comics. Stuff like that. I mean, they they could definitely do that with Phantasm if somebody if either Don Coscarelli writes it or somebody who has a real like passion for the franchise. Don you know.
1: Coscarelli, we're going to tag you in this <laughs> in this review of mm-hmm. Phantasm when we post it to Instagram. I want you to listen to my video game idea, all right? <laughs> I don't want to maybe uh, i'll I'll do some voices if you want but look man i want that game i want i want one phantasm game every season downloadable stories we'll get like a month per story let's do it bro it'll be fun come on yeah,
0: that sounds really cool
1: i know you listen to your fans i know you're a nice dude i look at your instagram oh yeah, yeah. he you're, goes
0: to fan expos all the time you're
1: gonna you're gonna hear this bro make please make the phantasm game that would be cool i think it'll do well yeah even people that don't know it. And
0: people crowdfund the shit out of it, too, I'm sure, so...
1: And just so it doesn't, like, get dull or, like... And, like, to help people, like, recap, start the story off with the movies. Like, play yeah. play through the movie story. Like, the Phantasm chapter one will be a, about Mike. Mm-hmm. And then chapter two will be about the second movie. And then after we get to chapter five, five months into the game, so that's where five months people will be re- re- waiting for the the follow-up to part 5 mm-hmm. And that's when they'll get it five months when the game comes out, then boom, all that build up, all that extra want. Come on, think about that, it. That'd
0: be cool. I'd want to play as Reggie in like a first person shooter aspect, because yeah. how can you not with the quadruple barreled shotgun? For real? Which also I think is one of my favorite, like unique weapons in a horror movie. Definitely kind of reminiscent of uh well, actually part two is done after Evil Dead. So kind of reminiscent of of, you know, the Ash boomstick. Oh, yeah. But double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Uh, really, Yeah, really, really cool. But a lot of iconic stuff from this franchise that will just stay with me and all the other fans forever. The
1: score, of course. The score is the best. It changed incredible. a little from movie to movie, but mm-hmm. still had that that feel to it, that sound. And that was one of my favorite scores. It always, yeah, retained that,
0: you know, sort of th- from the original film, that, that same kind of vibe. And uh, yeah, it's just... It's just a great franchise. Uh, I, I mean, I've talked about it pretty much as, as much as I can. And uh, we are running a bit out of time, but I'll, I'll love it pretty much forever now. I definitely want to go on, like, just a straight binge of the whole franchise, like, movie to movie. Get that uh,
1: point. Get that five film collection so you can do that. I should, yeah. It's I just should. one DVD at Best Buy. It's, like, 15 bucks.
0: I should do that. So, Sam, anything else you want to say about uh, Phantasm?
1: No, it's m- one of my favorite franchises now top 3 scores for me in horror nice. along with, you know, Halloween. Mhm. Don't want to give off my third one. <laughs> I'll keep that one right. on the hush, but I think we definitely got a bit lucky now
0: having just watched it for the first time after the whole, you know, series basically finished. Um, but for you longtime fans, for you new fans, maybe you guys who haven't watched it yet, please do. We recommend it very highly and let us know what you all thought about this franchise and why you love it. So guys, I think that's going to wrap it up here for episode number 75, Grave Discussions. Be sure to hit us up on all our social media, Facebook and Instagram at Grave Discussions and Twitter at R D. You can also check out the website at GraveDiscussions.net where we have new stuff for you every week.
1: And tune in next week for episode 76. We're going to be Juggling fl- flaming d- oh. d- raccoons on on grave discussion. <laughs> so you better tune in next week on grave discussion. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing those things. This has been an SRD production.